Hello, everyone. Welcome back uh, to another episode of the Philosopher's Stone podcast. We skipped a week, I guess. Did we miss a week? We missed a week, didn't we? Or two, was it two, two weeks? weeks. We, two, two we missed two weeks. Yeah. I always preach the importance of consistency, the importance of consistency. And um, do we have... Stick-to-itiveness? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird because I've never checked the numbers on actually how many people listen to this thing. And uh, our email doesn't, I don't know how to get into it. I can it, check so. right now. Check. Check. Do we have any listeners? We've been doing this for a while now, but not consistently. No, we, we got listeners. How Let's many? Let's see. Anal- analytics. <clears throat> uh, oh, this is going to hurt. In the last 30 days, we've had 300 downloads. Shut up. 300 All downloads. 5,223. Yep. Interesting. Our, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, someone's uh, downloading. None of our top. Us. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but we got to, we got to get back to it or the algorithm will, will drop us again. And we'll be gone. <laughs> okay. Some, well, someone else will figure out how to name their podcast. This. <laughs> <laughs> the name's going to be more valuable than names? anything uh, by <laughs> the end of this. <laughs> Um, yeah. so, um, I don't know what to tell you, uh, about my weeks that we missed. I don't even know. I, the time was just flying by, man. Uh, I've the been... first one, I forget why we missed the first week, but the second week, the first week was my fault. And then the second week you were sick. Right. Right. I had the flu. Yes. I got hit with the flu so hard last week. I haven't had the flu since I was like a teenager. I don't think I've had colds. Well, but then when I got older, I only ever had colds and I was just assuming I was that th- those were also the flu and the, the, the flu was only really bad when you're younger. But holy shit, it knocked me on my ass for a full week. Um, wow. Two or three days, I was like pretty much as sick as I was when I was on when I had COVID. Like it was it was pretty rough. I couldn't leave. I just laid in bed for like three days straight in the middle there. Watching freaking YouTube and Japanese cartoons, not hentai, okay, not hentai. I watched um, An- I anime. Watched, I watched an anime series called Chainsaw Man. I swear to God, you don't you, anything you like. I don't know, like you just bring any fucking idea you have to an anime studio, and they will run with it. I swear to God. <laughs> There's no limits to what they will produce. Um, Chainsaw Man. It's a good one if you like anime. Anime. It's about a guy who changes it. He can turn into a. Uh, uh, he like <laughs> he pulls a ripcord in his chest, and then chainsaws shoot out of his like, head. Wait, his... He pulls like a like the ripcord you would pull to start a chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hanging out of his chest <laughs> and that makes that sound when he pulls it. And then a chainsaw suits shoots out of his head and out of his arms <laughs> and he wields those Whoa. like weapons and he kills monsters with them. And then uh, he's the chainsaw man. And then every time he does it, he almost dies because the chainsaws pop out of his body and he loses a bunch of blood. Oh, <laughs> uh... And they built the that whole sounds show. pretty cool. It was pretty dope. Um, but you know, that sounds a lot like. A, oh, I was gonna say that sounds a lot like Evil Dead, where he turns his, he cuts off his hand because his hand is possessed, and then he replaces his 
puts a chainsaw on his stump so he can kill the. What was what was that? <clears throat> uh, Evil Dead. Oh right, right. Evil right. Dead Two, Army of Darkness, and then I just saw the Evil Dead remake this week, and it was really good. Or the interesting of Evil Dead. It was yeah. great. Highly recommend. Chainsaws are uh, making a Chainsaws. comeback. <laughs> I will say this is what a this great of, tool. This anime is not for first time anime watchers. It's too weird. Uh, my wife was watching a little <laughs> bit with me, and she was like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> <laughs> the guy that has chainsaws popping out of his body and face is like one of the least weird parts about the whole show. So, um, just stuff. Yeah, that you gotta would start not... with something like uh, Totoro or uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, even Spirited Away is like Spirited what the away. fuck? It's, it's amazing, but it's also like if you if the, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like if you didn't watch Dragon Ball Z as a kid, it's a hard, <laughs> it's a hard. Uh, sales pitch to get people into anime as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be open-minded. Yes. To be a very open-minded. Once you accept how weird things can be get, uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. I like seeing like the Western world through the anime lens. I always find that very, very funny. Like how they portray Americans, people. yeah, it's really and funny. Like, Amer- yeah, like white people, Europeans. It's hilarious. Their stereotypes of Americans Love are it. always really funny. It's that's the one thing that yeah, I think is a big turn on for <laughs> for uh, people getting into anime as adults is there's like a cultural difference with, especially when it comes to like the sense of humor that is like really weird if you're not used to it. I think yeah. that turns some people off, um, amongst other things. For being honest, but mm-hmm. um, there's some good animated series made in America that are kind of anime esque, like the Castlevania. Did you watch that? Really good. Uh, watched about half of it. Watched about half of it. Yeah, um, that was very well done. Yes. Uh, what? Oh, there was something else that was good that they did too, like an animated. Oh, the League of Legends. Uh, oh, I heard that phenomenal. one was really good. I wouldn't consider that anime. That show was though. great. That didn't. That doesn't have any of no, the anime. No, it wasn't. Tropes. The, it was a different style. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like a newer kind of animation that they were doing there. Yeah, I think it's going to get. Liked. I think, especially with AI, it's going to get really crazy what they can do pretty easily. Yes. Um, yes. AI, save us! Save all these poor animators and their broken wrists. <laughs> Let's <laughs> let the computers do the work. Dude, AI is going to totally replace digital art uh, artists as a as a job. Which is great for me because I Man, spent that's the like last... exactly the thing you're learning. <laughs> I know. I spent the last six months learning how to do digital art on Photoshop, and now it's completely fucking useless. Anyways, whatever. Did you watch that AI video I told you to watch? <clears throat> uh, not yet, but I will. Oh, God, I, will I will. I will. I will. That, that was what we were going to talk about. I feel like you can today. sum it up and say, like, no, 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 no. We have. No, we promised the listeners we would talk about greed. Oh, okay. Who remembers what we talked about last? Um, <laughs> right. Last Greed. time we, uh, last episode was technology. Right, 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 right. So it's right, good right. to break it up. We can't do two tech episodes back to back. That would be. Uh, I mean, we certainly have That'd be too past, much. But uh, okay. Well, Maybe. if you already yeah. got a plan, then I don't <laughs> want to derail that plan. Um, but you should watch it because it's yeah, I terrifying. I took all my notes. <laughs> Um, yeah. the people that made 
The Social Dilemma, which is a documentary that I promote whenever I think about it. Um, because I think it's really to fart or hold it in. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Good God. Social dilemma. Go watch it on uh, YouTube or or Netflix. I think it's on. It really, it really makes a lot of sense uh, out of what's going on with social media these days and why everybody seems like they're losing their fucking minds. Um, It breaks it down and it makes total sense. Anyways, those people are now more worried the, about AI than they were about social media, so it's terrifying. Mm. Um, but there's nothing we can do. AI nothing... can use social media. Oh, it can do so many things that I had no idea that I could Whoa. do already. And uh, how long until a... there's like fake influencers who aren't even real people? They're just like that's already happening. Things that look already like... happening. What? Yes. Oh my god. There's going to be a point where they can make anyone a video appear of anyone saying anything they want, and you will be very Whoa. hard to distinguish it from the actual person. So they were saying, Man, "How like, are we going to?" China really it? wanted to just fuck with our our like democracy. They because there's these Snapchat filters that make people's faces look completely different, and it's almost impossible to tell that it's actually a filter. Like that's how good they've got. Damn. So they were saying, like, if you just give that filter, uh, make a really good Donald Trump one or a really good Joe Biden one, and you give it to anyone who wants it for free, and you can do the the voice AI, you can, all they need is three seconds of audio to completely, perfectly uh, Im- in, uh, imitate someone's voice, make them say it. So you could wow. get give that technology to everybody, and anyone could make a video of Trump or Biden saying whatever they want, and it will look real. So they're just, they're essentially yeah. going to, they're essentially afraid of just, there's going to be a point where you will literally not believe, be able to believe anything is real that you don't see right in front of you. Right. They got to come up with like a, like, like a radar for AI, AI dar, something that can, uh, they got to come up with something because people are already pretending yeah. to be at people's like grandkids and asking for money from old people because they can just replicate oh anyone's God. voice. We- we need to ask AI how to defeat AI. <laughs> we need to have two factions, or at least one very loyal yeah. <laughs> AI. It's, the thing is, there's a bunch yes. of different AIs being made at the same time that have the same capabilities, and they, and they get up. They yeah. Get, well, now <laughs> they have what they found out is that they the newest chat GTP has something called reflection, where it can learn from itself. So, which was Uh, one thing that they said we should never let AI do is uh, be able to train itself and it's already doing it and it's fucking awful. Hmm. Or it could be incredible. We don't know yet, but uh, we'll see. Um, Just go watch that. It's called the the, it's called the um, the AI dilemma. It's on YouTube. It's kind of like a TED talk kind of presentation. It was very engaging and terrifying. Uh, Anyways, let's move on to greed. It's one thing AI won't have that we have. <laughs> yeah, it'll be superior to us in that sense. It won't have uh, desire. But uh, yeah, so for greed, I I looked. I don't think there is a philosophy of greed, but there are a bunch of philosophical theories that sort of deal with self-interest like that. Um. So we are going to talk about 
the philosophy of egoism first, which I guess you could say that's like the greed is good philosophy. Okay. And then, uh, and then after that, we will talk about Aristotle and his views on what he called self-love. Don't get dirty. (laughs) Self-love is like a really common phrase amongst uh, females aged 20 to 30 these days. Self-love is like... Like uh, self-care. Self-care, self-love. You practice self-love. You hear that phrase. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, after we talk about Aristotle, we'll round it off with our old friend David Hume. Oh, and his, his take. Ah, he's always got a hot yeah. take, that Hume guy. Hume makes me this fume. One? What? <laughs> fume and Hume. Uh, fume and Hume. <laughs> on, uh, on this one, he's actually kind of like finds the middle ground, I think, on this one. So he's pretty good on this one. Ah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so egoism. This is like a family of philosophical theories about uh, the ego and self-interest. So it's all about how self-interest works and why we act out of self-interest. So what does self-interest mean to you? What do you think about self-interest? Like what would you, how would you define that? Um, Self-interest. I think that's like the base of like how everybody starts their day they everybody i think their default is that they are thinking about themselves you know which is completely normal i think it takes more effort to consider other people i think it takes an effort to consider other people whereas self-interest takes no effort because it's just your default and it's pretty much just making sure you're 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 looked out for yourself like i mean that was a terrible sentence. Make sure that your needs are being met is what um, self-interest is. Whether it's like yeah, necessary, pretty, uh, whether they're like necessary needs or just like conjured up needs. Yeah. Also that's known pretty, as wants. Wants. Yeah. Uh, the philosophy. Oh uh, yeah. So of course, going from the Stanford encyclopedia of philosophy, entry on egoism um but yeah philosophers like they they would say the same thing um egoist philosophers they define self-interest as the quote satisfaction of self-regarding desires so you like just like you drew the distinction between thinking about yourself versus thinking about others self-regarding desires are desires that aim at your own uh pleasure or whatever it is that you, you want. Yeah. <clears throat> and then other regarding desires are your desires that you have towards other people and what they should have. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's pretty much it. So psychological egoism, like you said, is that everyone thinks about themselves, but psychological egoism is very strong. And it says that, uh, people actually only have one aim at all. And that is their own personal welfare. And so, that- the, That's it. Like, Just your own the, welfare. Like, you, no matter what, everything you do is actually for yourself, even if it's under the guise of like altruism and and helping and looking out for others. It's all just to make yourself feel better at the end of the day. 
or ha- like having positive yes, they, relationships is more about how it makes you feel than how it makes them feel, uh, whether you admit it or not. Yes, exactly. Um, the, so they, like they say like, look, or people are no different from any other organism. They are motivated strictly by rewards and punishment. Punishment is the, is damage to your own welfare and reward is an increase of your welfare. So just like any organism, we are only motivated by avoiding damage to ourselves and gaining advantage to ourselves. You are never, you never act purely out of altruism or purely for the sake of your duty or something like that. Ultimately, everything you do is in some way to get a benefit for yourself as the main reason. Right. So what do, what do you think? Would you agree with that? Or do you, do you think that's maybe a bunch of, uh, bunch of bullshit? I think it's, it's a bit too black and white for my, uh, for my comfortability. Um, cause I think most people have done things for other people, uh, that were just, uh, like if you've like lots of people have say, here's the classic example. You give a guy who's begging for money, some money. Um, I'm sure lots mm-hmm. of people have done that, even though no one around them they cared about was were watching, right? So yeah, you could also argue that you gave them the money so that you didn't have to have the awkward in- interaction of saying I don't have any money, and then whatever mm-hmm. that person's Guilt. reaction could be, yeah. it could be it could be awkward or just uncomfortable to deal with uh, rejecting someone's inquiry for money. So there's that. Yeah. Be like, yeah. oh, thank God I had a dollar else he could have, he could have bitched. And then I would have had to deal with that. <laughs> so I think you can really like, you can skew it. You can, you can, you could argue that everything you do is, is based out of uh, increasing your own welfare. But I think it's a little bit, it's, it's a little bit more, um, uh, it's a little bit different. I, I think maybe as a parent, I don't know, maybe you do things, you would do things for your kid, even if it harmed yourself. Um, cause there's obviously, there's obviously self-sacrifice, um, that everybody does to some extent mm-hmm. for people that they love. Uh, so. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Self-sacrifice. Um, yeah, the thing about uh, parents and children. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Yes, um, but yeah, like the sacrifice thing is is good. Uh, a classic counterexample to psychological egoism is the the classic soldier in the foxhole with his comrades, and the grenade falls into the foxhole, and the the heroic soldier, maybe the biggest of the bunch, who can most absorb the explosion, throws himself on the grenade to save his friends. Right. They would say like, how is that selfish? How is, what is, how can it be your, in your, how can it benefit your welfare to die? So that's like a counterexample. Um, and yeah, I mean, he would, he would die knowing he'd probably be talked about as a hero, but he's not going to actually be around to benefit yep. from that. So it's, and it's true though. Like maybe, maybe that's the motivation. You want to die a hero and have immortality as a hero. Right. Cause it, in that case, you could also argue that he wouldn't want to live with the guilt of not acting. So, 
Yep, that's that's another that's another thing that egoists can say. Yep, they can say, look, the the thought of not of living with the guilt would be too much. Yep, that's another thing with the uh, yeah with the giving change to a homeless person. It's like uh, you just don't want to have the guilt of saying no, so you say yes. Like self sacrifice, you could say most self sacrifices. Like if you're talking about like uh, you know causing yourself harm or whatever is you kind of have a little calculation where it's like, all right, this is going to hurt me, but it won't hurt as bad as living with the guilt of not doing this thing. Right. So it still comes back to being about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So these, these are all things the, the psychological egoist will, will say there's, there's another like interesting one, an interesting counterexample. Uh, from here on the Stanford encyclopedia where they say, suppose there's two, there's two foxholes and in one, a soldier throws himself on the grenade to save his friends. But in the other foxhole, a soldier grabs one of his friends, friends and throws his friend onto the grenade to save everybody. The psychological egoist has to say that both of these soldiers, the one who self-sacrificed and the one who, through his own, through his buddy onto the grenade, they're both equally selfish and self-regarding, and that that seems kind of that doesn't seem right. No, it doesn't seem it's, right uh, at all. It seems weird. Yeah. They both saved everyone. Um, well, not everyone. the 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 loss of life versus the loss of life was the same, and the same amount of people got saved. Uh, yeah. It's just that you can't really <laughs> call the guy who got thrown on the grenade a hero anymore. <laughs> Because he didn't do it, really. yeah. And the guy who threw him, yeah. you could definitely <laughs> say, uh, "Well, could you argue he did the wrong thing?" Uh, yeah, probably. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but he did end yeah, his that's, action. That's what... <clears throat> if he didn't take action, more people would have died, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just I mean, that, chose... that's a funny. That's a funny comparison because it's like. Yeah, the same number of people survived in both cases, so a utilitarian might have to say they're equal. Anyway, that might be worth talking about. Well, the difference is is that one was voluntary and one was involuntary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um right. So we've we've found like a little something that seems a little weird um in it and and like you mentioned before, there's this whole uh, family thing. And so there are some uh, psychologists have studied this and done, you know, experiments and research. And so there is empirical evidence we can look at. And one of the big theories is an evolutionary theory that altruism is actually selected for by evolution. Specifically, um, familial relationships. The parent has to make sacrifices that are not in its own interest, but in the interests of its offspring. Yeah, and humans are not the only species that do that. Uh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, right? lots of species do it. Yeah. yeah. There's also examples um, of species doing the opposite, right? You think of like a starving mama grizzly bear will eat their own cub. Um, so it only goes so far. Yeah, exactly. So that's an interesting one. Um, there's other experiments where they have... Uh, had subjects um, 
empathetic subjects and experiments, helping people uh, despite no benefits to themselves, you know, things like that. So they've done lots of experiments on this and, and it seems that people don't always act to maximize their own, their own uh, desires all the time, every single time. There is some, some, uh, some flexibility in how selfish we are. We're not just yeah. selfish. We're also a little benevolent. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, and that'll be, Hume will talk about that as well. So anyway, that's psychological egoism. Then there's another kind of egoism, and that is called ethical egoism. So psychological e- egoism is a theory about what is the case. It's a theory that we do, we are in fact totally selfish. Ethical egoism is about what we ought to do, what we should do. Okay. And so to quote, to quote the encyclopedia, ethical egoism claims that I morally ought to perform some action if and only if and because performing that action maximizes my self-interest. So wait, wait so you, you only do stuff that you know it'll maximize your self-interest? Is that what you just said? Yeah, so there's a, there's, there's a bunch of stuff in this sentence because it's loaded with technical, logical jargon, like if and only if. So if and only if uh, means you should only perform an action if there are certain circumstances and only if there are those circumstances. So if those circumstances are present, you should act. Yeah. But only if those circumstances are present. And right. also, so that's uh, when when you should act. And then there's also the reason for acting. The reason for acting is that the action maximizes self-interest. So if an action maximizes your self-interest, and only if it maxes your self-interest, and because it maximizes your self-interest, should you do that action. So my first question is, how would someone actually know if their self-interest is being maximized, right? That implies that it can't get any better. So you would never do something that it only somewhat max, only somewhat increases. It has to maximize. Uh, yeah. So ma- maximize is just like perform, like of the of your choices of what you can do in a given situation. You pick the one that give that yields the most self interest. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, there, all, there will always be a cost benefit analysis. So whichever one right. is the max, but yeah, you can't. Yeah, exactly. Max, maybe maximize isn't the best choice for so. I mean, yeah, that, my thought was, how would you, anything maximize your self interest? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two eleven. Um. So it's a very, very. Uh, it seems pretty, pretty rough. But they would say, like, don't give to charity if giving to charity doesn't help you in any way. Don't do it. Don't give to charity. Don't do that. Unless maybe there is some way that it serves you. Um, But because that's the thing, ethical egoists believe that this theory only do things that maximize your self-interest. They believe that their theory will generate almost, if not all, the same basic moral duties as other moral theories. Really? Because it seems pretty selfish on the surface. (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly. So here, here's here's uh, here's their take on it, right? So ethical egoists understand that people need each other to accomplish goals. We need to cooperate. Ultimately, we're all looking out for number one, but to you know harvest the crops and stuff like we're going to need to cooperate to hunt yeah. to protect against the monster we're going to need to cooperate and if you act like a total asshole to everybody no one will cooperate with you if you're dishonest if you break promises if you cheat people if you scheme behind their backs and betray them stab them in the back no one's going to want to cooperate with you and do business with you mm-hmm. and they might even just 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 like dispatch you get you out of the way dispatch so the best thing Dispatched. Yeah. Rub them out, mate. So, rub them. <laughs> so the best thing you can do is act as if others have weight, as if they matter. Even though they don't really, you just act as if they do. So then they'll help you. Yeah, it's a very psychopathic way to view things, but I can see why they're saying it would <laughs> yield the same results. Um like, oh, I'm nice to people because I know that if I'm nice to people, they'll be nice back to me. And that usually means that I will get some sort of benefit from them, whether it's uh, just, you know, relationship benefits or actual like, you know, money, food, whatever. It's all like the, the reason I'm nice to this person is because they might be able to help me out further, uh, uh, you know, down the road. Right. You look at any interaction you have as a transaction of types. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a really, uh, there's no, no love. There's no love. You're not doing anything out yeah. of love. You're doing it out of very selfish. Uh, and, and I think seems. everybody will meet someone that operates like this at some point in their life. Like everybody, I certainly have, I'm sure you have where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. this person is, do they like me or do they like what I could potentially give to them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's, uh, before we like totally annihilate ethical egoism, (laughs) we will, let's look at one, one, there's some senses in that it's like, it seems to fit some common sense notions of morality that other theories don't explain. So utilitarianism, for example, is a consequentialist uh, theory that says you should do actions that maximize the total happiness. So that could lead to some really weird outcomes, for example. Like suppose there's a job opening and you really want that job, but you know, there's someone else who would benefit actually more from that job than you would. If you're a utilitarian, you have to stand back and let the other person have the job because that's what maximizes the total happiness. Right. And you need seems, it more than I do. Like, even if it's like a small, even if it's not, it doesn't have to be a lot. It's like a, whatever the, it's like a math thing. Yeah. Um, and it seemed maybe counterintuitive. Like, what well, do I really, do I have to give up my job just so this random stranger I don't know can be happier. That seems crazy. I, 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 I deserve the job just as much as them. I should go for it. So. Well, then ego, you get that thing where egoism, you, get, you have two people saying how, how much shittier their lives are than the other person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And you're always going to have someone that no matter what opportunities you give them, they're going to end up back where they started because of whatever their personality traits, addictions, genetics, whatever is going yeah. on. Um, they're going to end up back. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. yeah. So someone needing something more than someone else is not a good reason to give them that thing. Yeah, not always. Yeah, definitely. Um, utilitarianism. Yeah, it, it has a lot of these weird things. Um, same with the duty stuff, like, uh, like can't, right? Never lie. Don't lie. Um, but what about like a little white lie that might benefit everybody? If I just tell it, like, don't like tell your friend they're, uh, they're ugly or something. Um, it's like the, no one likes the guy who I just say it like it is, man. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just say it like I, it is. Yeah. First of all, your opinion is not truth. So <laughs> saying what it, what you think does not make you good because you're not lying. You're not lying about how you feel, maybe, but just because you're not lying about what you think doesn't mean what you're saying is true. Yeah. It pisses me off when people are like, um, I just say exactly what I'm thinking. It's like, well, don't. <laughs> yeah. Think what you're thinking. No, no, and yeah. Say pretty much everyone who's, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That phrase, whenever someone says, I just say what I'm thinking, I'm, I'm blunt. I tell it like it is like, okay. Oh my God. Yeah. She has no filter. It is so funny. No filter. <laughs> Get a filter, bitch. Those Get people are funny. The no filter people are funny. So they're funny know. at first yeah. because of what <laughs> they're saying is so like, cause you're like, they're just, it's just that thing where so it's like, shocking. oh, it's unexpected that they said that because most people would filter that shit out. But then I can't believe they said that. after you're around someone that quote unquote has no filter for long enough, you're like, wow, you need to stop saying what you're thinking all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's out of control. Um, so that might be like the silver lining of ethical egoism. Um, and it's, uh, it's attempting, it's attempting philosophy to have, especially if you are very rich and wealthy and have a lot of stuff because it lets you believe that you are actually morally great for having gotten yourself so much welfare and and help and advantage right so it's a great it's a great ethical theory to like put your mind at ease for acting selfishly um yeah i mean lots fact, of people yeah, so. <laughs> just like of course if you have a lot of stuff it's going to be a fun way to live it's like i deserve all this and uh, it's morally correct that i have all this yeah. So in a, in addition to to how uh how how like it seems like it's so it's like saying selfishness is great. Like that is also another problem with this theory is that a problem with this theory is that it endorses literally anything you want to do. If you want to do it, this theory seems to say it you should do it. Now you could you could argue that like look it has to be your real self interest like what would uh, what is really in your self interest and right, ethical so, egoism doesn't really can't define know, that too closely 
goes back to that thing where like a lot of things that people want it's just this 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 curse of humanity that so many things that are bad for us feel so good yeah that's very true so you can be yeah. like hey uh it benefits me to drink alcohol all the time because i feel good when i'm drunk but your net overall uh increase in welfare is going down although your net your feel good while you feel good while the ship's sinking yeah exactly it's like this it's like a scrooge morality right and and it's it's tricky because sometimes we are motivated it seems like we are motivated to help other people sometimes even if it doesn't benefit us. Like that was a problem for uh, psychological egoism is like we do really seem to be motivated to help other people and we're not always motivated just um, by what we want. So anyway, it's, it's, it's shaky ground for ethical egoism. Yeah, because then it doesn't what, really... what is it? That it kind of like... Uh... It, it it kind of claims that empathy is not uh, what it what it what it claims to be in the sense that you only empathize with stuff because of you would only empathize with people because uh, somehow that would benefit yourself. You know what I mean? Yes. Um... Yeah, and it has all sorts really of weird empathy. connotations. Like, yeah, it, it denies it denies empathy. Uh, it would say empathy is just there to help facilitate, to make it easier for you to cooperate with people instead of being such a psychopath, which is what you really are. But anyway, um, yeah, and it has a lot of weird outcomes too. Empathy where, is just a, a a mask you place over your psychopathy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the less you have of it, uh, the better. Just remember the, remember the rules. You know, be polite. Don't piss people off. Yes. Remember so what well. other people expect you to do in certain situations. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like Pretend you other a, people matter. Yeah. But. If you see a cat that got hit by a car and it's dying on the street and you're with other people, you're, if your first instinct is to laugh, um, don't. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. It's almost like a guide for psychopaths. Like here's how to blend in and let yeah. people trust you. <laughs> exactly. Um, That's the other thing is like, if you see and most yeah. people, if they see an injured animal, they either want to put it out of its misery or if they can help it uh, recover. Um, and I don't think that has anything to do with your own personal, uh, what benefits you, right? Because at the end of the day, and you know, in your heart, animals are getting killed all the time. So if you see an, an injured animal and you, you either, you could just, you can decide, Hey, uh, this thing's not going to live. So I'm going to put it out of its misery, or I think this thing can survive. So I'm going to get someone to either come help it, or I'm going to help it. Right. Most people yeah. won't just let it suffer, like just leave it to suffer. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And um, helping it or killing it isn't going to benefit you in any way. Yeah, or film it for, for clicks or something. Yeah, um, or you just set up a time lapse of it dying and uh, yeah. send it to psychopaths. There's a market. 
for that. Yeah, I'm sure. There's a market. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's like a, that, that's a, like another classic example is suppose you're walking along and you're walking past like a lake or something and there's a drowning child in the lake or in the pool or something. They're dying. Mm-hmm. If you were to, uh, just, and you could easily jump in and save them and it'll be totally easier for you to save their life. Trivial. Yeah. Most, most moral theories would say that if you don't save the child, you are, you're doing something wrong. You ought to save the child if you can. If it's within your ability. Ethical egoism. If it's within your ability, yes, you ought to do it. Yeah. Um, ethical egoism does not uh, have that duty. You should only save the drowning person uh, if there's the possibility that you can cooperate and do business with them. <laughs> Or I was, you should only jump in there. Or there's people there. watching yeah. and you don't if want them to think you're crazy. there's a film crew around, <laughs> yeah. If there yeah. happens to be a news crew. But if no one's watching. Guy, yeah. Yeah. If no one's watching and the kid is like poor, like a poor orphan with no connections that you can profit from, then you have no moral duty towards them. That's according to ethical egoism. If you can't benefit <laughs> from it in some way. Then and if they're not gonna, if the kids' parents aren't gonna know you did it and retaliate against you for not saving them, yeah, then you're totally fine to just walk away. And ethical egoism is totally fine with that. Totally well, fine. I mean, isn't that how it is under in the view of the law? Is that you have no obligation to step in to save anyone, or is that is that true? Yeah, no, no, no that is that's correct. That is true. I think. Um, I think that is true. I'm not I think that's a good law to sure have. I don't think it's a good way to live your life. <laughs> No, yeah, because if it's a law, then there's a penalty. Yeah. And you don't want to be penalizing people for not putting themselves in danger to save others. Yeah. The, uh, exactly, cuz then it's you're tricky like, for oh my god. state to enforce. Now that. this now this, you know, this guy who's afraid of water, doesn't know how to swim very well is like I I I think I will die if I jump in to save this kid, but I also feel like I will go to jail if I don't. So, now you got a bunch of people that suck at swimming trying to swim drowning. Yeah. In a way, that's the only way you could get an ethical egoist to save the kid is if it if it was illegal for them not to do it and they would like go to jail if they didn't do it. That's the only reason they would be motivated to to do it. Yeah. Could you imagine a whole beach laws, full of people? We don't need those. One, a whole beach full of people, <laughs> one guy's drowning, only one person gets to save him, everyone else on the beach goes to jail. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't even get off your towel. <laughs> Everybody legally yeah. is supposed to be running into the water right now. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> get in there. Probably stampeding <laughs> over each other and causing more deaths. <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, ethical egoism seems totally crazy. But it's a great uh, transition to the big man himself, Aristotle. Aristotle, the old Greek, the tutor heavy, of Alexander the Great. Heavy hitter, big name, headliner. Heavy hitter. <laughs> headliner. <laughs> the heavyweight king, yep. yeah. The main card, the main event of the evening. He's a main, main card, uh, main card philosopher. <laughs> Pay-per-view only for Aristotle. Yeah. He's not doing any of these fight nights in the apex. No, no, no. no, no. He doesn't show up <laughs> if Rogan's not commentating. <laughs> It's in his contract. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> that's his, that's my quote. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, 
So Aristotle, his whole philosophy was called the the Nicomachean ethics. And I forget why it was called that, but the goal of Aristotle's ethics is to answer the question of what is the good life? How should we live? And Aristotle thinks the goal of, of uh, human life is the Greek word eudaimonia, which sort of roughly translates to like flourishing or happiness. So it helps to think of like a plant, um, <clears throat> like a plant can flourish and you know, it's flourishing because it, because like it, the leaves look good, the roots are good, things aren't falling off. It's not, it's dying. It, it looks like it's, it's doing well. Yeah. And Aristotle thinks people are kind of like plants. They, there is an objective, uh, state that they can be in that is like the best, the state they should be in their flourishing state. And so Aristotle thinks you achieve this not by uh, acquiring wealth and power and things like that, but by living, uh, he calls it the golden mean between uh, vices and something else. You want to be kind of in the middle of two extremes, Yeah, all things in moderation. Well, of course, so these things that you want to aim <laughs> extremes are just bad in any sense. There's, yeah. Is there any case for extreme is good? Maybe like if you're talking like Dorito flavors, they had extreme they sports, had like ex- extreme dill, <laughs> extreme cheddar. <laughs> Those are all right. <laughs> Pretty sure they used to have like an extreme line, but any other, in any other extreme context, dill. extreme is always bad. Don't be extreme in any, in any situation. Yeah. Extra dill, please. Extreme <laughs> tornado, tornado flavored. Oh yeah. They got some weird flavors out here. I got a, yeah, they got some weird ones. Anyway, um, so he wants people to live with uh, temperance. These are like his virtues, temperance, courage, justice, honesty, friendship, generosity, these sorts of things. Sounds so, pretty good. So for example, courage is, yeah. So like courage is the golden mean between cowardice and like bravado. Right. So cowardice is you you run away when you should stand and fight and bravado is you should you stand and fight when it would be better not to. Right. And courage is in is in the middle there. So that's sort of the idea. Um in order for us to flourish we've got to be virtuous. So I like those virtues. What were they it, again? Friendship, fucking uh, courage. I don't think it's exhaustive but yeah, oh. temperance, courage, justice, friendship, generosity, honesty. I think those are the virtues. Honesty, but not you have to tell the like, you have exactly. to say exactly what you're saying. You're thinking all the fucking time. Exactly. <laughs> yes, you're, you're in the, the golden mean. You tell yeah. the truth when you should, but you can tell a little white lie if that would serve the situation better. Yeah. Hey, and you can also be honest with how you feel without vocalizing it. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. You can think about it too. Yeah. yeah. You can be honest with yourself about how you feel about things. Not everybody needs to know your exact opinion on everything. Yes. So, so Aristotle 
says, and here's a quote from the, uh, the article by Richard Kraut on Aristotle. Um, quote, Aristotle thinks that the pursuit of one's own happiness, properly understood, requires ethically virtuous activity and will therefore be of great value, not only to one's friends, but to the larger political community. So the key thing there is the pursuit of one's own happiness, or like, for example, you could define that as one's own self-interest, properly understood. So he loads up, he defines what is in what is actually in your best interest. It's not actually up to you what's in your best interests. You're just a plant. Plants don't get to decide what's in their best interests. What's in your best interest is to live virtuously. And that's what you ought to do. You ought to live virtuously because it will make you happy and flourish. And as a byproduct, this will be great for everybody. So does yeah. he sound like an ethical, kind of like an ethical egoist in a sense? Mm, because he's I saying, agree. look, what you ought to do is always what brings you happiness. But not at the cost of other people's happiness, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which a lot but of... But it's a, not think, like he's not, he's not a utilitarian. He's not saying like you have to calculate how your actions are going to affect the overall happiness immediately. And no, he's saying he, if you he's, live he's virtuously, then it will automatically benefit everyone around you in your sphere. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's saying you have to pursue your own happiness. That's what you have to do. However, in order to achieve that happiness, you actually have to act in very specific ways. And these ways to achieve happiness are actually good for everyone. So by serving your own happiness, understood as being virtuous, courage, temperance, justice, friendship, generosity, mm -hmm. which will make you happy first and foremost, yeah, you, you, you want to pursue you your own happiness with those as your guides so you don't end up being a complete psychopath as far as like, I will do whatever benefits yeah. me at all costs. Yeah. Just be, be a good person. Like for example. Yeah. Most people be that good are person. good people that have like, you know, that have these virtues, their lives are better. Yeah, that's a, that's exactly his point. Is that uh, this is what will cause you to flourish like the way you need to? So, like, so like, for example, uh, generosity. Oh, I have, generosity. Sorry, I'm is sorry the, to interrupt you, but I have we have five minutes remaining on my this uh, Zencaster. I got to upgrade. Oh my God, okay. Um, oh shit. Okay. Um, or we'll have to delay the rest of this podcast till next episode. Right, so Aristotle, so uh, um, Aristotle, what the hell is I guess? Oh yeah, friendship. Uh, wasting friendship time, dude. The... Wasting time. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, general. Sorry, generosity. Right, generosity. So oh, he's floundering. Um, generosity is <laughs> the me the mean between uh, selfishness and magnanimity. I think, uh -huh. and. Selfishness is you never give anybody anything. Magnanimity is you give way too much. So you got to be in the middle and give just enough. Um, but anyway, anyway, here's a good final quote about Aristotle. Aristotle takes it for granted that self-love is properly condemned whenever it can be shown to be harmful to the community. 
it is praiseworthy only if it can be shown that a self-lover will be an admirable citizen. In making this assumption, Aristotle reveals that he thinks the claims of other members of the community to proper treatment are intrinsically valid. Interesting. He says it is finer and more godlike to bring about the well-being of a whole city than to sustain the happiness of just one person. So Aristotle is saying like, look, you want self-interest? You want to be godlike? Make everybody happy instead of just yourself. That's, That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool guy, this Aristotle headliner. That's why he, he yeah. that's why he makes the big bucks. Okay. That's pretty much all the time we have for this episode. I will right. make sure we have more time in the bank for the next one. So be good to yourself, be good to others. That's pretty much, <laughs> you know. Also, buy my album. Flourish. Try to flourish. <laughs> Yeah, but buy, buy his album. Yeah. Help buy my him. Album. Help Jordan. Jordan Strauss Comedy. Be a good person. Help Jordan. Yeah. Go buy my album. Buy anything about cancer. Um haven't had any sales in a in a while. So it'd be very nice to get one more. Just uh, one more. That's all I want. Constantly pump the promos. I can't. I don't know what I'm doing, man. I don't know how to self help promote at all. You gotta put um, up flyers and shit and stuff, dude. The local, the uh, local You've done news. A lot. You've done a lot. The local news stuff didn't did not move the needle at all. So I, I think that's kind of an outdated way of uh, promoting any sort of anything. Um, anyways, hmm. I'll just get the AI to do it for me. Fuck it. Uh, that's <laughs> our episode. We will talk to you next week, maybe. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. The Philosopher's Stone Podcast.